0: Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Noster and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs.
1: All right, we are live welcome gentle plebs to episode number 15 of pleb chain radio qw fast approaching episode number 21 which i believe we're going to have a huge party in el salvador for right i i hope so
0: um you know you seem to be the traveler though maybe i'll just zoom you <laughs> uh
1: well we have a fun show ahead of us interesting show we're doing it a little different uh today Uh, We're going to have most of the show dedicated to talking about the Apple and Dharma situation with both Will and Vanessa. Well, they'll walk us through the chronology of events as they unfolded on Tuesday and where we are today. Uh, We're just going to give them a few moments to join. They're still in Oslo. Uh, But maybe I thought we could start with a quick recap, QW, of uh, my week in Prague for BTC Prague. Uh, just to say that I have been to about, seven, so this must have been my seventh or eighth Bitcoin conference uh, in the last couple of years. And by far, uh, th- this was hands down the best experience I've had, just in, in terms of meeting people, uh, the quality of content that was on display, the expo area, the way it was set up, the sidebar activities that were going on. And not not to say that the other conferences I've been to weren't good, they were great. But this just set the bar incredibly high. And it was truly an unforgettable experience for me. And a lot of folks who attended felt the same way. I don't know how it was perceived uh, outside on Nost. I know there was no live stream. uh, So that probably didn't help. Uh, but what were your thoughts? On, and interested to hear what Gorn has to say as well on that.
0: Well, I uh, I, I kind of mentioned this last show. It, it seemed a little different because we, we again we're comparing it from Miami uh, uh, from the Noster uh, Noster perspective. So we're we're not seeing a lot of the live stuff. We're not seeing the the same. Um, I mean, the, just the time zone difference. I think is the big the big change. I mean, but that's for me in the states. Uh, maybe Europe got got to see a little bit more pictures, a little bit more uh, video, more more live uh, conversations. But uh, it it definitely seemed like it was high signal. Um, uh, again, I mean, I know you've talked about Prague in the past, um, but it's an interesting one because it's two weeks. It's basically two weeks after Miami uh, BTC, BTC Miami, so a lot of people. Uh, you know choose one or the other uh, and then you got the current macro environment and it almost feels like a lot of the uh the real ones showed up there you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure and colin any thoughts on that yeah i agree with uh
2: qw it definitely seemed like more um more signal coming out of what at least what we saw at noster you know we had marseille mm-hmm. over there so we, she was giving us some kind of behind the scenes updates. It also seemed like there was a lot more um, NOSTER specific coverage from the main stage than we saw from um, Bitcoin Miami. Was that your, your perception?
1: Yes, it certainly was. The interesting thing here is uh, about one month before the conference, before Prague, uh, there was zero NOSTER. Uh, events scheduled for the main stage or for the expo stage it was just one at the side event which is dev hack day the day before the conference began wednesday of last week where will was speaking that was it in that one month leading up and especially in the last two weeks leading up to the conference it ended up being something like six or seven Noster events both on the main stage and on the expo stage it was so it felt like a lot of nostra content at Prague, yeah. I think far more when um, Miami.
2: sorry, I think when Marseille first approached them about um, getting press access, there was only one Noster event, or maybe two, but it, it seemed to just go
1: parabolic from there. Yeah, uh, it's uh, and considering that this is the first time uh, the brothers Kolschard, uh, Matthias and Martin. Uh, have ever created this conference. uh, The first time for BTC Prague. I've got to say they did a phenomenal job. So kudos to them. Moving on, QW. um, Yeah, what are your thoughts on, I know we're gonna spend more time with Will and Vanessa talking about this, but any immediate reactions on the App Store rejection?
0: Well, the immediate reactions I think can tie into uh, what's what's uh, coming right after the show is Um, but it's interesting. One million zaps occurred, uh, and that was yesterday. That uh, within you know the same week, uh, App Store rejected uh, the, the 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 zaps per to notes. But with that said, it's um, it, it was something that was already in the app, so they've already approved it. Why did they turn around and reject it now? Uh, That's kind of interesting. I I don't understand that portion, but the timing, of course, is right when we're breaching 1 million, we're all celebratory. You know, Zapathons are a thing, and uh, now Domus users are really going to be facing obstacles. Uh, Are Zapathons going to be still a thing for Domus users,
1: Avi? Uh, Well, today's might be the last one for Domus users for a while. I, I don't think the fight is over yet. And we'll get into that with uh, Will and Vanessa in uh, short in short order. But this one, uh, today's might be the last one for Dom's users in a while, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see how this all plays out. I mean, ultimately, we stay positive, we, uh, we fight on the we fight with truth, uh, fight with freedom. So uh, what do you got corn for uh, a lightning round?
2: Well, I just wanted to comment on what you just said. I, I had the same question because it, if I remember correctly, back when Domus was um, trying to get initial approval for the app store, I think weren't zaps one of the points of contention at that time.
0: That might be a uh,
2: Will question. I, I'd like to know the intimacy yeah. of that. Yeah, I, I don't remember for sure, but I, I, I think – that was something that had to be explained, um, but but yeah, he can probably talk more about that. Um, yeah, BDC Prague was one of my one of my items. Um, Avi, you kind of touched on that already. Um, you know, before the the App Store Domus, um Saga started, <clears throat> we were seeing some um, some news coming out about Reddit changes to reddit that was a really big thing um i'm sure it still is for reddit users um, but reddit had made some api changes and it was going to start costing or is going to start costing third-party app developers exorbitant amounts just to continue normal operations like they were before and so kind of the big news that came out um this week about that was uh rabble had shared the mods on Reddit were going on strike against the platform. And so you have, um, I believe, dozens and dozens of, of some of the biggest subreddits <laughs> were turning private or read-only um, as a protest to the API changes. And then I just saw today, uh, let me find it here, uh, something Odell had shared. Yeah, so uh, it says Reddit leadership goes to war with third-party clients. Top Reddit mods um, shut down their subreddits in protest. Reddit CEO moves to reduce the power of Reddit mods. And so you've got this war suddenly between you know users and mods who are also users of the platform and centralized leadership. And so it ties so directly into Noster and the whole reason that um, we're here, we're building on something decentralized because it it removes that centralized power and leaves it in the hands of users.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, man. Uh, it just shows the absolute power. You know, it's it's never a good thing over time.
2: Uh, let's see here. I had some yeah a note about Twitter. But Twitter had also made another change. Um, they tweeted that, um, so direct messages, DMs, um, you will no longer be able to DM someone unless they follow you or unless you're a, a verified Twitter Blue um, subscriber. And so, you know, all of the verification and the uh, KYC and stuff that comes with that, you know, so just all these limitations that are, being put into place, driving people towards um, either using, you know, centrally approved applications or um, KYC and verification, it just highlights the need that much more for Noster. Uh, I, I really, I really like this. These stories in the context of what we saw yesterday with uh, Will speaking at the Oslo Freedom Forum, you know talking to um, activists and about ways that uh, Domus, Noster, in the bigger picture, can be used to kind of help their causes on the ground without the need to fully identify and dox themselves in the process. And then the- uh, yeah. The another another big item from this week was um, uh, just yesterday, we saw BlackRock, um, the BlackRock is the world's biggest asset manager. Uh, I don't remember, I think it's what, six or $7 trillion in assets under management, something like that. Um, They have filed an application for a Bitcoin ETF via um, their iShares unit. So we were having a little bit of discussion earlier just about what kind of impact, if any, this could have on Bitcoin. Obviously, maybe some impact on the price, but is it a good or, th- good or bad thing, you know, short-term, long-term for Bitcoin? So curious your guys' thoughts on that.
0: I don't think they're good faith actors, period. So <laughs> that's all I think about. I mean, if you're looking at price, then you think an adoption of institutions, then that's great. But I, I love to see... Uh, bitcoin stay low uh be further decentralized with the plebs um i love the fact that miners sell uh you know get it get it around spread it around make it affordable for everyone
1: yeah i agree with qw it's uh I, i don't trust them i mean it could be a net positive in the short term possibly from from a if you're looking at the dollar price of bitcoin but uh I just their motivations are unclear to me so it makes me a little uneasy.
2: Yeah, I think the the biggest point of contention that I've seen so far um, is in the ETF filing where it talks about um, finding the line here. It says there is no guarantee that the sponsor uh, let me go back there's no guarantee that the sponsor will choose the digital asset that is ultimately the most valuable fork. So talking about how, they might respond if there was a fork in the network. And essentially it sounds like, you know, investors in this ETF are at the mercy of BlackRock. If they were to choose BlackRock coin over, you know, a fork over Bitcoin.
1: Mm-hmm. But if the block size was, were any guide gone, ultimately BlackRock is going to be at the mercy of the node runners.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think long term, you know, for Bitcoin, it, it could be another bump in the road if that happens. Uh, we wouldn't want to see it happen, of course. Um, but in the short term, it would be a pain to have to deal with, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of short term pains that we have to deal with, um, Will, Will's here from uh, live from Oslo um you there will
3: um he is here i'm vanessa yes he's beside (laughs) me so we tried this earlier we are out at a restaurant elliot is eating his pasta (laughs) very slowly so we couldn't um, get to a quieter environment unfortunately uh but he's right beside me so we will be answering them together um yeah, so just fire away, and and we're both here in Oslo. We're uh, just behind the castle here in the beautiful part of the city. So.
1: That's awesome. Um, so before we dive into the Apple stuff, uh, Will and Vanessa, uh, you've spent the last couple of weeks split between Prague and Oslo. Uh, what are your thoughts and take, takeaways from both of those outings?
3: No, I'm touch yeah, so I heard Avi, I heard you earlier talking about Prague there. I mean, it's been a crazy roller coaster of emotions and amazing experiences. I mean, Prague, so well done. The organizers, amazing. The booths, the content, uh, the talks, and everything was, I think we both agree that it was fantastic. And the after events too, you know, the side events that everybody organized were amazing. And then leading into the Freedom Forum, the last few days has been absolutely incredible. The uh, the people we've met here in particular, you know, we can't name them all uh, for obvious reasons, but we've set up some really interesting connections of people who who truly need a decentralized system, um, like for. <laughs> for reasons more than just it's nice to not be censored um would you agree Anything? i don't know what the question was I, I about uh, oslo and frog and, and everything and how amazing it is okay. yes yeah. so we can explain a little bit more about that after in terms of who we've met and, and some of the plans for the future but i would think overall we've both felt it This is so worthwhile. And we're really excited to share more and more content from the last couple
1: of weeks uh, in the weeks to come. Well, certainly looking forward to that, uh, Will and Vanessa. So, why don't we start with um, Tuesday, right? The big day this week. Could one of you walk us through the chronology of events? I think it was sometime early in the afternoon when you got that notice. But just walk us through that and uh, to where we are today uh, regarding Dimas and the App Store. Um,
4: Yeah, so I just got that. I think it was the first day of the Freedom Forum. I got that message from Apple that says we're going to remove your app from the App Store in 12 days. And they weren't really clear as to what... Uh, What I was supposed to do, so they just said if you if you uh, if you don't um, sorry one side there's background noise, but yeah they're like basically saying if you don't remove zaps, we're gonna remove your app from the app store in 12 days. That's the message I got, and so I was like, well this is this is ridiculous because so eventually um, I did that that post that that went viral that says like look we're getting removed from the app store, Uh, and then Jack reposted that saying this is not right. So 30 minutes after Jack did that post, I got a Apple schedule called with me, which is I've never seen before. Um, So they were like, uh, so I I thought thought that was interesting. I I called the Jack effect, I guess. Um, So and then later that night when I was having dinner, uh, an Apple employee called me and they said, oh, we just wanted to clarify what we meant. Um, We just want you to remove the zaps from the posts. And... Uh, yeah so it's like they were just saying it's only okay if it's on the profile and I'm like okay why like why is that the case that seems kind of ridiculous they're like well zaps on the post kind of zap on the post kind of implies that you're selling digital content and I'm like well we're not selling digital content he's like well that's just how we perceive it in our guidelines I'm like okay cool whatever um, so yeah that's that's kind of the where it went from there I
0: think a big uh, big 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 thing there is that's how they perceive it with their guidelines. Um, uh, do, do they even use Noster? I mean, do they even seem like they know what the hell they're talking about? You, you might have talked to other Apple employees that might be on our side.
4: Yeah, so I've, uh, I've been talking to a bunch of Apple employees within the company who are Domus users and who are Bitcoiners. And even they, they, they find this kind of ridiculous. Um, so there's obviously there's a lot of people within Apple who are – and there's a lot of – it seems like there's a lot of contention on this issue – but I can say for certain that there's one internal ticket within the company that uh, references, is even refer- references uh, DirtGG and the value for value, and they're trying to change the guidelines. But I have no idea if that's going to be effective or if, if anything's going to come of that. And um, obviously, like Tim Cooks is a big Bitcoiner, and um, I don't know what Jack's communication with Tim with is, but... Uh, I, I have a feeling like, from what I understand that the tweet I did who kind of like ruffled some feathers and there's a lot of internal discussion which is why I think what you know we started to see like a bigger crackdown even we saw with like Zeus didn't get up you know they were rejected um, I also want to say another thing which was really strange so this review came um, out of band the typical review cycle usually when you submit an app to the App Store they'll like review it when you submit it but this was a case where they reviewed it randomly um, so I thought that was strange, and then when I talked to Brian uh, Montz, one of our developers, who's like an iOS expert, he's like, "That's never happened, ever that that I've experienced." So there's something weird going on within the company that that triggered this. So I'm, I'm kind of, so I've been speculating maybe there's something else, like a bigger thing going on with, with related to Bitcoin. But yeah, again, I'm just kind of speculating. I don't really, I don't really know.
0: Yeah, I thought it was odd that uh, both uh, Zeus, you, uh, Damus, and Fold. Uh, all within like uh, forty eight hours were were denied. I mean th- that could just be simple simple uh protocol or procedure, but uh it's it just it was just kind of odd that uh, these bitcoin related items were, were were getting put to task. What do you got, Avi?
1: Well, I was gonna ask will if he saw the video that we made yesterday and posted on Twitter of as in this was corn uh zapping my uh, one of my notes. On first on Dharma's, then he opens not social uh, on Safari and zaps the exact same note, the exact same amount, and then he opens another client in Safari and he zapped uh, the same note, the exact same amount, two hundred ten sat. So it's an identical event, right? Uh, event kind on the same comment on an iPhone, and Apple is arbitrarily choosing to block dharmas uh, from doing that when you can do the exact same thing on another client on an iphone uh what what are your thoughts on that will
4: yeah I mean I don't think that uh apple or apple employees actually care about the nuance of these things so I don't even think that video is like to nouseture people that i'm like well you know we're pointing out how how stupid this is but to the average employee at Apple or like the average like people who like you know, they're dealing with every single app of the e- ecosystem. So I don't even know if it would be effective to like go into the nuance of it. They just, they they have their guidelines and they're trying to follow it. And they just probably have no idea what it means in this context of like an open protocol. And even the fact like, it, you know, in, in this future version that I'm going to push on of, of Domus is like other clients are going to be able to zap your post. And Domus is going to show that people are zapping your post. So I'm, I'm really wondering if that's going to even just confuse reviewers further like oh well you didn't you didn't remove this feature it's like well you know it's other clients can still do it i can't stop like what am i gonna i'm just gonna hide profiles app or uh, events apps it's like i don't know so i just like i think this is just way up way over the head of most of the apple and people right now and maybe they just need to be educated or something
0: yeah, because you can still receive zaps on your post. You're just not be you're not allowed to to send. But you can also go to the profile and tip them. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it again. It's kind of just this gray area that uh, they're on the fence, and I think we can maybe push them over with uh, with enough uh, uh, you know planning ahead. I guess as a as a as a as a unit. So.
3: Well, I mean, that's our plan, right? So there's been so many people who have given us amazing design ideas, um, workarounds, all these things, which that will be the priority right is getting a version in front of apple in the next what is it now 10 days probably last left nine days whatever it is um so that it gets uh, it's, it stays on the store because oh, wow. that's very important um and then beyond that you know hopefully people see that you can still zap on thomas and we're gonna focus can we get a wine list we get the wine list, Shocking. The wine list. um Yeah, you know, you're still going to be able to to zap. You just have to think about it differently, right? Um, I was talking to Max uh, DeMarco, obviously, you know, huge value for value uh, content creator here. Uh, He was like with us when we received the news, basically. And, you know, my first thought was, here's a perfect example of how it doesn't matter that we lose the individual zap post option because he's gonna release his um, Nostra documentary soon I don't know if he's here but I'm not gonna tell you when exactly I'm not gonna hold him to it but it'll be soon and it's gonna be banging like it's gonna be amazing and I'm gonna repost that like crazy I am gonna tell everybody to zap this guy on his profile because of all his content and talk about his stuff everywhere Um, so, you know, our content creators will still be able to get what they need from Zabs. It's just not going to be, um, the same. So we need to think, and and he was the first to tell me, you know what, Vanessa, good things are going to happen from this. That was literally right before the Elon and the Jack stuff happened. He was like, we were on a rooftop and he was like, you know what, Vanessa, don't worry. Don't worry. This is, this is going to be good. I can feel it. So I'm going to hold, hold that.
1: Max is a fantastic pleb uh had a really good time hanging out with him both in Miami and in Prague uh and he he's definitely a center of good vibes for sure so are, are you looking at alternative ways of zapping obviously that you can go directly to the profile but will uh posted something of a, a short recorded video a day or two ago which showed inline zaps where the zap button opens up the profile and then you can zap on the profile there. So there's, so that was one option. Someone else suggested you can convert the like button to have a default, if you choose to have a default zap amount. Are you thinking through those types of alternatives? I think the most reasonable
4: thing right now, and, and this is what the Zion app does and, and I actually got some um, advice from Justin about how they went through this process and what they had to do. I think the most reasonable thing is that the zap button opens up the profile with that custom zap thing already populated. And, and then once we have one tap zaps, then it'll be one more extra tap after that. So it won't be that many more clicks. And, and then once you're done zapping, it'll just bring you back to the post. Um, so I think that's the best, the best thing to do. I'm actually, so I've talked to a few people about this. I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit sneaky about this. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I'm announcing it here. But I don't think I'm, I don't think it's against the guidelines, but it's still, it's going to be protocol. Anyway, so here's, here's my plan. So when you click the zap button, it's going to remember the post that you're, that you clicked and, and it's actually not going to send a profile zap. It's going to send a regular note zap. But i'm going to include another piece of metadata on the notes app which says it's a it's a domus notes app so that in domus i'll, I'll show it as a profile zap but for every other client they're still going to see it as a notes app and so to reviewers and things like that there, it's it'll be fine and i think this is just like maximally protocol like you know it's backwards compatible and because like why why lose that information we don't you know i can hide it from Domis users but why why do you make other uh you know clients suffer so i think that's the best way to do
2: it
1: Wow. Breaking news. And that's, that sounds like a great workaround. What are your thoughts, QW, Corn?
0: Yeah, I, I think working around is, I mean, it, it's such an elusive, uh, it's, it's, it's confusing to the average person when you're talking about zapping events and and, and how it works with Nostra protocol and how all the other clients are receiving it. Um, and it, it's one thing that, you know, I didn't really think about it in regards to, you know, how it affects other clients when, when Will's forced to adjust, you know, and the fact that he can adjust in a way that's just a a little bit more elusive to the, what they're requesting. Um, I I think it's brilliant. Um, We'll see how it pans out, but uh, it's a start, you know, I think having this conversation carry on uh, is very important. Um, And I think uh, we need to have a little bit more just clarification. I mean, I kind of feel like we're going up against the SEC with SEC with some of this stuff. You know, we just need a little clarification because uh, this does affect. I mean, this ultimately will affect uh, uh, Fountain App. It will ultimately affect uh, Zebedee, who's who's coming out with their gaming uh, client. Uh, there is a lot of ramifications. Just like we are trailblazing in this in this new frontier, um, we're we're paving the way for everyone behind us. So it's it's important, and I, I think uh, I'll be at the edge of my seat.
4: Yeah. And I feel like I feel like Damas has been, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of put as like an example. They're trying to make an example out of these apps. Like maybe maybe for some reason Domus became so popular and they had to do something about it because it's true because fountain in theory shouldn't be allowed to exist. Given the rule set, because you're tipping content directly by streaming stats, right? So under their rule, under the rules, under their guidelines, that shouldn't be allowed. Or you should have to go through Apple Pay. So that's already weird. Another thing that's weird is that the YouTube app, you can actually tip, um, like an like in, whatever their internal dollars, and they and you don't need to use Apple Pay for that. So that's another thing that's weird. So like these rules are not applied consistently across all apps. the fact that there's still other ios clients like nostr and plebser that don't have to follow these rules yet it's just it just seems so bizarre and i don't know how how they're managing this internally and it just seems so uh unorganized
0: yeah and it's all the more important that we 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 stand up or 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 create some kind of uh friction against that because i mean this is this is only the beginning uh we're we're and like you said you're you're pretty much the most popular, um, uh, you are the, the the face of Noster on the App Store. Uh, so <laughs> you, you're clearly the the first target. Um, we see all this kind of stuff play out where it's just a slippery slope. Uh, it's best to draw the line right
1: now. And Will, what does this mean for the test flight, Dharma's? Uh, are you gonna remove uh, zaps on comments from that too?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's too much of a pain in the ass to like have separate versions of the app. So um, TestFlight's just going to be the next version of the app. Um, I, and there's other things to consider as well. Like, I'll probably have to remove the the uh, the Domus split donations because according to their guidelines, I think that's against the rules. So I'm going to have to remove that. So that was actually, I mean, it's not a huge source of revenue for me. It's like 20 bucks or something a day. So it was not a big deal, but it was still it was something hoping, I was hoping I could use to, to monetize the app. So now I'm like forced to switch to like okay maybe I have to sell merch within the app maybe I have to sell subscriptions you know it's forcing me into like non value for value ways of monetizing which is not really I wanted to I wanted to leverage value for value as much as possible and Apple is making it really hard to do that so it's kind of shitty in that, in that sense.
0: That's literally the first thing I thought of when uh, when they when they're taking out that note because I'm I'm one of the gold star members you know uh, doing the hundred percent of my zap. Uh, uh, also supports the uh the client uh so that was a question of mine was what's gonna happen with that and it sounds like that's going away so um maybe and hopefully there's a, another creative way we can uh still support you um short of just going in and uh, donating so well
2: you know there's um on the receiving side you have things like zap splitter from albie you know and there's other ways to split your incoming Um, payments you know so i i could or any user could set their albi address as their receiving address and then in zap splitter which has nothing to do with Domus, nothing to do with iphone you know set it up to split every incoming payment to pay a percentage out to Domus or whoever you want to you know so they're just the power of lightning the power of bitcoin there's it's completely senseless you know to To be clamping down like this on apple's side because there's so many other ways around it
0: yeah i think that's great and if you can somehow uh coordinate that uh, let's say uh an albi donation off site um off 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 uh, client uh, but still get my gold star that'd be cool too
1: yeah i'd hate to lose my gold star as well so maybe you could at least leave us the badge will?
4: All right, I'll, I'll leave you guys the badges. Like It'll be like OG donation
1: badges. And I'll, I'll keep <laughs> the remnant. So maybe a question for Vanessa here. Uh, are, are you, oh, or you will. Uh, so presumably you are planning on challenging this uh, decision, right? Uh, have you thought about game planning that maybe take a few weeks? O- obviously the immediate version, you'll have to fix this because there's not enough time but maybe over the next few weeks or so, just putting together some kind of meaningful defense, pointing to the obvious hypocrisy, like you you mentioned Fountain, right? And, and other apps, and then we could, we could point to the fact that the exact same event can happen on an iPhone. You could just using Safari or Brave, right? Opening up Snort or one of those other clients. Just putting together a, a comprehensive case and challenging uh, this decision from Apple.
3: Hi. Right. Yeah. So, um, you're right. The, the first priority is to keep it on the app store. Right? So he has to
1: be here in Oslo and going to be in Bordeaux and I think, uh, get this
3: version out to keep us on the app store because um, we have consultants and pretty, you know, important people that we, we value their opinion in and that's the first step. The second step would be no anyways um the second step yes absolutely it would be to come up with a plan to fix the situation right because there's no way we giving up to be you know exactly they are and we actually had a few conversations and i have follow-up conversations happening with some people that think that they can change this <laughs> you know everybody loves to say that but there's a few i think some promising people through like Jeff Booth, who he's introduced us to, that feel that there is a good case for it. So, yes, absolutely. Um, And and then, you know, the third option, which we'll announce today, is this other thing that he's building well that he's already started building and that he probably worked on today for a longer than he should uh which would be great uh but it's gonna require funding so we're gonna have to figure that out because it's uh, it's not just a weekend side like, project but unfortunately it's a but it, it would be pretty awesome to have that um to come to the, 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 the
1: yeah, and presumably vanessa you were talking about the cross-platform client that um, will was talking about uh, before we dive into that uh, i do want to ask a question because will you've been pretty vocal about uh, your concerns with uh, pwa's progressive web apps uh, could you talk a little bit about that and maybe just for the audience's benefit uh, just briefly explain what a dumb, what, what a progressive web app is and then wh- uh, why you think they're a bad idea for Dharmas.
4: Yeah, so the idea of, of a progressive web app is you're just taking a web app and you're making it look like an app. Um, so the reason why I don't like this approach, I mean, this is, there's a lot of good properties of this, which is, you know, the web is uh, it's less restricted. You kind of like make any app you want and, you know, you're, and you don't have to suffer from Apple guidelines. Um, and it's, but it's, in some sense, that's just like a loophole and, and they're, kind of, they're forced to do it because they have to support websites and, and support web APIs. But it's, it's not a good platform to develop on because the web is just like this beast of complexity that's been growing since the web started. And 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 there's just too many layers of abstractions that just makes it will just always be slower than if you were just to build a native app. And I truly believe the reason why Domus is successful is because it's a native app, right? You know, you can install Snort, you can install Iris as a progressive web app in in uh in, app, in on your iPhone, but people don't do it because people go to the i the App Store to find apps. And and the tip and the experience and the reason they do that is because the experience is typically better because you have native um you have native rendering you have native all these things all these nice features and the web just feels it doesn't feel native it doesn't feel right um so that's why i personally don't like progressive web apps but it doesn't mean uh you know you you, you can still get the, the things that people want out of a progressive web app which is like freedom um you can get that by in writing an app in a native style and so that's kind of like the approach that i wanted to take with with this this multi-platform client that i've always talked about um, i, I it was always on the back burner because it was always something that was like my oh shit option. Like, I, I really don't. It's actually because it's a lot of work to build one of these clients. You have to typically you have to do a lot of the rendering yourself. You have to do a lot of the, the low level stuff that you know look, uh, that a native app can provide for you if you're building something like say on Swift UI. So if you want to like build a native app without using the toolkits, you have to kind of rebuild everything, even stuff like yeah like text rendering. Um, so I've never wanted to do this because it was going to be a lot of work. But if Apple's going to force me to do this, then I will, I will do the extra work it's gonna take a long time, but um, I think it's, it, it'll be worth it.
1: And that would work on Mac, Windows, Linux, and other platforms as well, right? As a, uh, what would it look like for, for if I was a Windows user, for for example? What would this cross-platform version of Dharma's look like?
4: Yeah, the best way I could describe it is like. I don't know if there's many examples of this, um, you know, one thing I can think of at the top of my head is uh, like, if you ever, if you ever use steam and maybe like steam deck. Um, so you're actually using the native graphics capabilities of like, just like raw graphics capabilities to render everything yourself. So it's much more like a, a game engine, but the, the benefit of that is that uh, it'll just work on any platform today and in the future. Um, so, and, and you don't have to have, you don't have to suffer from all the complexity of the web. Just You're just literally doing drawing directly to the GPU. Um, so this, this is, it's really great for portability. It's really great for performance because um, if, you know, game engines are pretty fast and they can render things very quickly. So we can do some pretty amazing, crazy things if we're just, you know, building our apps more like a game engine. Um, so I don't know. It's just a different way of building apps. Not many people build apps this way, but I like it because it future is future-proofs the app and allows you to build UI controls that are just way, yeah, they're not native UI controls, but they're very powerful. You can do some crazy things like, um, you know, better thread views that are in all in real time. You can even put like 3D graphics in the app if you want to um, But anyway, it's just, it, again, it's a relatively new idea that doesn't have many examples, but I, it's something that I'm really interested in and hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get to.
0: There's gotta be a massive challenge with uh, uh, writing something that's compatible with uh vanessa's small phone and uh also compatible with my let's say gaming computer with a widescreen monitor you know
4: yeah and that's that's the cool thing is like once you start building an app in this style um you can it can be much more responsive it can it can adjust very rapidly to many different screen sizes phone sizes because you're not using like native like ui widgets you're just you can actually just build something like like game engines, for instance, are very good at adapting to many different screen sizes. Um, so it's much easier to build responsive apps um, using like just drawing to, just drawing pixels. Um, anyway, this is but again, it's just not something I, like, I grew up like building game engines, so I'm very comfortable in that style. And uh, so I know I, I I think it's a, a much better way to build applications.
0: What can we do to help you? What's uh, something we can do to support you uh, in this new new? Uh... New cross-platform.
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think at the end of the day, it's just the things that help me the most are just like people who want to help contribute code. Obviously, it's it's helpful for people to like spread the word and like, hey, there's something cool that I'm working on. But. You know these these types of applications they just require lots of code they they're real lot, they require lots of collaborative effort um, so if you know anyone who's interested in this type of application development that's that's helpful to like hey like point out like this is something I'm working on and maybe you might be interested in helping contribute code or con- contribute documentation contribute designs you know um, it's always hard in open source it's like hey what, what, how can people help me but in reality it's really whoever whoever interested is going to end up helping and. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's tough to answer
0: that question sometimes. Really. Well, never be afraid to ask, man. Uh, you you've always been transparent, and uh, we appreciate that.
1: Corn, do you have any questions uh, for Will or Vanessa on the technical stuff um, around Dalmus and and the roadmap? Uh, if not, I have one non technical question for them.
2: No, I didn't have a technical question. I had uh, a question about the, uh, some of the conversation that was happening on Twitter, but, but go ahead. If yours is in a different, No, no. Uh,
1: I'll, I will end, uh, with, with mine. So go ahead, go on.
2: Um, one of the screenshots that you had shared will, um, I believe it was Tim Sweeney and Elon, um, and Tim Sweeney, um, Epic Games CEO. He had made a comment that um, he said Apple is coming for money transfer and funding apps like Dama's, Patreon, Venmo, PayPal, Stripe. Um, He said if digital goods may be somehow involved in the transfer, now Apple wants 30%. If they can tax this, they can tax digital banking, payroll, anything else. And so just thinking about the potential... You know motivations coming from Apple. You know, what are your thoughts on his on his statement?
4: Yeah, so he's been dealing with this uh, in his own in, in his own company, which is Fortnite. And it got removed from the App Store because. A lot of the, you know, a lot of things that ha- occur within the app, in, in terms of in their app, in the Fortnite, is, is digital purchases. So he was just like, you know, screw these guys. It's, it's I'd rather take these guys to court than let them take thirty percent of our, um, you know, our, our our transactions. And this idea that like this idea that they think they deserve 30% of every cyber transactions in cyberspace and every digital transaction, just because they sell the hardware where this transaction is occurring, is absolutely insane to me. Like imagine if we had a 30% tax on every single transaction in the digital realm. It's just it's just absurd. And this, the fact that they think they can keep getting away with this, they think they can enforce it. So this is why, you know, even though I don't agree with everything that Elon's doing, um, I think we're all in the same team. Like me, Elon, Tim Sweeney, everyone else who's building on the Apple platform, we need to fight against this because it's not right. And you know, and I and I was trying to make the point of you know human rights and people I've been talking to you on the ground in Oslo, you know, like they think they deserve thirty percent of a humanitarian aid. Um, it's just, it's just. I feel like they're just. It's, they're they're fighting a losing battle here. Like the, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, indeed. It, it's it's a borderline predatory behavior. Uh, from Apple. So, Will and Vanessa, I I have a question for you on um, nothing to do with the Dharma's app itself, but you're coming off of the high in Prague, which is suddenly it turned out to be this almost Nostra centric event, right? With seven or eight. And Will, you, you were about on three or four of those panels. Uh, and you know just meeting all the plebs and having those great conversations you come to Oslo and then you get this news. How are you guys doing how 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 are you feeling after all of this?
3: yeah, I mean um <laughs> Will woke we'll me up the other morning and he was about to go to the first day and uh and he's like oh something bad is happening <laughs> and I'm like what do you mean like because you know, he over-exaggerated like and um so you know and this came about and 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 I was like okay well let's just you've got to go you've got to focus on yourself you've got to be here in the moment and focus on meeting these people and and really talking to people who need it more than your zaps. And this is gonna be an unpopular opinion. Um, but I don't think that zaps are the only reason that people are here and every single person that I talk to while you're here is like, yeah, that's cool, but but we're using this to get people interested in Bitcoin in any way. So whether or not it's on post or on a profile or whatever the fact that there's lightning integration in the app in general is something that they can use uh, with the people who are doing Kala in Africa for instance they've invited us to go to the uh, Bitcoin conference in Ghana in December that they're hosting and they want us to speak there Like, because they don't care that it's on a post, that doesn't matter they want to be able to use an app they're not going to be a platform or censored or anything, like they want something new and I think that's generally what we've heard here. Uh, You know, we we talk to people that, you know, are censored in Ukraine and Russia and all these places. Like, absolutely insane. It doesn't matter if you can't zap a particular I know it's, again, unpopular opinion because you guys love the Zapcons. We do too. But we have to keep this movement going. We can't just give up. We have to be positive and we have to find ways around it. And that's what we're doing. So, you know, I think overall it's been up and down. Down, but I think we do feel really, like I'm speaking for you, but I, I think we do feel really positive. We're excited. We're going to be in France next week to kind of, you know, recharge. We're going to be hanging out with some real, real clubs uh, that you guys might recognize. We're going to try to do some um, cool content uh, and we'll be coding and... Elliot and I will be posting content, but um, and then yeah, and then we've got some really cool stuff lined up for the fall. The summer is going to be dedicated to this current app, this potential multi-platform, whatever he's calling it. What did you call it originally? Dom- something.
4: Dominus. Dominus. We're
3: not going to use that. Um, it's the
4: name. It's like the technical name. It's okay. Not the actual name. Of the sure. Guy.
3: Anyways, uh, so we we want everybody to, you know, stick with us. I think one of the uh, misconceptions that was coming up, which I'm glad he uh, cleared up today, thanks to my recommendation, was it's not like Adonis is going away, right? Like, it's going to be on the app store. You're going To be able to use it, you're going to be able to stop on the profile. It's just one small change that's happening for now, and that's that's it. So, I hope that answered your question. Like
1: yeah, well, my question was I hope you guys are doing okay, but it certainly does answer a broader <laughs> yes, question. Yes,
3: we are, we're we are doing, we're doing, we're doing okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: and the broader side of that, I, I, I really think, I mean, we a lot of us came in December. I mean, there was no zaps. It was posting invoices. It was, uh, you know, just the community. And the community hasn't changed. We're still, uh, we, we get excited when we see hashtag introduction or hashtag pleb chain. Uh, we want to we get to know the people. Uh, we, we're all kind of, uh, uh, we all left uh, all those other platforms for various reasons. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, freedom, freedom rings. Uh, so it's it's great that uh, uh, we, we're going to lean on the pleb chain. We'll, we'll lean on the community, um, and and we'll get through this. Uh, I just think it's uh, it, it's important that all clients come together, all uh, lightning applications come together, uh, because every inch we give them, uh, it just we we lost that inch. So it, it's better to uh, to to stand our grounds together.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I can tell you we just looked at, uh, you know, the stats are not you know, mind blowing, it's only 100,000 people joined the app because we were on CNBC. But we did get like 6,000 new users in a day, um, which that's a lot of users with zero paid advertising. Um, so I hope club chain is helping those 6,000 new users that joined like two days ago. Um, and also the, some of the media that's coming up and, and even it's being reposted, you know, it's all going to lead to, to good things so yeah and and we're open to hearing your ideas that's the big thing is, is new ideas on light. Well, and the
0: purple pill goes hand in hand with uh wave lake goes hand in hand with uh fountain all the other lightning applications it's we're, we're basically ground zero for learning all this uh this whole new world um so you know six thousand here might also be six thousand to fountain might also be six thousand to wave lake or you know different value for value models um that that's just greater it, it, it's just for the greater good uh, ultimately in the future what do you got avi
1: i think this is a good note to end the recorded portion of the show kw to- will and vanessa are um it's great to see them staying positive uh despite the shocking news and converting this challenging situation into a real opportunity um it's you know and and it's good to reiterate that we're not here for the zaps right i mean those are nice they're fun uh the reason we're stuck around is because of the community right because of the friends we've made here all all of you guys on stage will vanessa and the folks in the audience and that's what uh, I think those bonds are stronger than than just having zaps on comments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, um, you know, Evan had a pretty strong uh, uh, post yesterday. Evan was Zeus where he said, all right, I'm, my, my, mine's been approved. Uh, hashtag free Zeus. Let's change that to hashtag free zaps. And I think uh, that hashtags the way to go forward.
3: Um, And we've been hanging out with him, like, this whole time, he's an awesome dude, Uh, just all around, but super supportive of everything we're doing. Also, great. Uh, So yeah, I I think you make a good point, like, we're all in this together, it could be 6,000 users new on Amazon too, we'd love to hear it. Maybe there's even more, because... A lot of Android users um, here too, so so yeah, it's a it's a group effort. Absolutely.
1: Indeed. So, QW, should we end the recording? Absolutely.